Hello and welcome to another episode of Right Care Baptist. I'm Jake Lancaster, an internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer for the Baptist system. And I'm Amanda Comer. I'm a nurse practitioner and the system director for advanced practice providers for the Baptist system. And today we're excited to welcome Jeannie Dean back on uh, to talk to us a little bit about split share visits. Jeannie, welcome to the program. Good morning. So for everybody else, um, you know, you, you came on several times with the NM coding changes on the outpatient side, and we're going to have you come back on to talk about the inpatient ones. But today we want to talk about split share visits. But before we dive in, can you just refresh the audience about who you are and what you do for Baptist? Yes, I am the director of coding and HIM, and I oversee all areas um, system wide. And uh, I also oversee the physician education and auditing. Right. Well, split share is is pretty new to me, um, and so I'm going to ask a lot of basic questions. Uh, first, just just tell us what we're talking about when we talk about split share visits. So, a split share visit is when two providers are involved in the care of the patient. That's the simple terms. And uh, primarily, that's an um, APP and an MD. And so, is this inpatient and outpatient, or inpatient world only? It is um, inpatient okay. or outpatient clinic. Okay. Yeah, it would not be in um, place of service of eleven. All right. I don't know what that means. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that and actually it's so split shared services is in an outpatient setting of a hospital an outpatient department of a hospital or inpatient okay so well, let's take the inpatient setting and so you're having a, a visit where maybe an NP sees the patient and then the physician also sees that same patient. Split share is the way that you can bill for that uh, combined uh, service. Is that what it is? Yes. I was just going to ask, why would you bill under split share versus billing, I guess, just the physician only or the APP only? So you can combine the documentation. And then according to the um, documentation and the guidelines, that will determine who your billing provider would be. Okay, so I do, I as a nurse practitioner do the history and physical, the or I do the history and the review of systems, and then Dr. Lancaster may come in and do the physical and the medical decision making. Um, what does that look like? So it, whoever does the substantive portion of one of the three, either history, exam, medical decision making, that is that describes the substantive portion. You just have to do at least one of those in full in order to bill under the MD. So if the MD, so so let's say we're looking at the documentation. And we can see that the APP has documented the history, the review of systems, 
And then MD has documented exam and MDM. Then you would have the normal APP attestation that uh, you would have, you know, that you saw the patient with the APP. And you would simply state, the MD would simply state that the exam and MDM was performed in its entirety by me. And that would be able to be billed under the MD as the billing provider. But here's what you need to keep in mind with that. With Epic, if we're looking at a note and both providers are on there, it isn't clear, we can't clearly see who documented each section. So there's different ways to show that. One is within the attestation, when the MD puts the attestation, they can document their exam and or MDM under their attestation. So it's clear, because in Epic that puts like a box around it, so it's clear this is the portion that the MD documented and um, performed, and then the other part is the APP. Because keep in mind of what the statement says, performed in its entirety. So you have the part that you, if you're going to bill under the MD, you can only use the parts that were documented by the MD to choose your level of care. All right, so let's let's break that down just a little bit. So we've got the three portions of the, the service. We have the history, physical exam, and the medical decision-making. And you said that in order to bill under the MD, and the reason you'd want to do that, I guess, is because they can bill for a higher uh, amount, is in order to bill under the MD, you just have to, the MD just has to do one of those in its entirety, or does it have to be both Correct. the physical and the medical? So they could just do the medical decision-making. The NP can Correct. see, do the HPI and physical exam, and then the physician just hears, you know, they discusses it with the APP and does the medical decision-making, and you could bill for that? Yes. Yes, so okay. CMS, when they came out, they um, decided that, you would just have to do one, the MD would just have to do one of the three elements in order to get credit to be able to bill. And the reason you would want is the reimbursement is 100% of the allowable if billed under the MD, and it's only 85% of the allowable if it's billed under the APP. Okay. And I know we, we've talked about the MD doing the medical decision making, but it could be any of those components. I mean, it wouldn't make much sense, I think, for the position to do the history of the physical exam and, you know, split it that way, but it really just any of those components or does it have to be the medical decision making? Any of them. I can tell you, like, like you had said, the medical decision making is what all of our providers yeah. do. Yeah, that makes the most sense. So you mentioned the attestation of the medical decision making in its entirety. Are there other components that need to be included in that medical decision making statement? The actual documentation of the medical decision making. Okay. For instance, if we were looking in Epic and the note just flowed history exam medical decision making, and then we have the attending attestation, 
you know, the normal ATPS station with the line, I have performed medical decision-making in its entirety. By looking above that attestation, there would be no way for us to know that the ATP didn't document the medical decision-making. Okay, so let's say, so I think I got it straight. You can bill at 100% of the MD if the physician does, you know, all of the, you know, medical decision-making that one of those three components and documents clearly that they did 100% of that and nothing really else is required. Can this occur on any patient or does it have to be, you know, the, I guess, can you do it on the initial encounter or is it only on subsequent encounters? So for instance, the first day I see the patient versus, you know, the day two and three. Yeah, it can be new or established. But I want to make one clarification with medical decision-making. The portion of the medical decision-making that the um, physician needs to perform in its entirety and document is what is going to be used to determine the level of care. So let's say you're going to base it on number and complexity of diagnoses and risk, and you're not going to use data. But So the APP could document all the data, the testing and labs and things. So the, M, the MD just needs to document the portion of the medical decision-making that is going to be used to determine the level of the service. Okay. All right. So before we got started, you said you wanted to wear a T-shirt around that said, ask me about split share. <laughs> and um, I'm assuming that means that you see a lot of mistakes being made in this this area with um, our physicians, our APPs in, in our system. What are you what do you typically see that we're doing wrong um, when we try to you know build for this? I would just see the attestation um, that states. Uh, I've performed the medical decision making in its entirety, and maybe I'll have one sentence um, along with that. So it isn't enough to um, determine the level of service. And, and let's just say there was enough to make it a level two. But if we would use the medical decision making that was documented by the APP, we could build a level three. We're going to build a level three and bill under the APP. So we're always going to build a higher level. Okay, uh, so let's take an example. Um, so we're admitting a patient with maybe just something simple like community-acquired pneumonia. Um, Amanda did the history and physical. I come in to do the medical decision-making, and really we're just going to give some fluids and start on antibiotics. What do I need to include in the medical decision-making portion to make that, to make this split share visit work? So if you were going to bill, um, so you would base the prescription would get your risk at a moderate level. And then you would just state that it's a new, it would be a new acute, um, this, you know, uh, diagnosis. So that, that basically would be it. I mean, you would want to 
you know, mention how the patient's doing and um, why you decided to do the antibiotics, but you wouldn't have to necessarily have this huge paragraph. Okay, so yeah, essentially just just state, you know, the patient has you know, acute community acquired pneumonia, um, needing hospitalization, plan to start antibiotics and IV fluids, and that would satisfy the medical decision-making requirement? Yes. Okay, that sounds easy. Because enough. we would be using, yeah, the number of diagnoses and the risk table. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I will back us up just a little bit. Now, who incorporates these changes or policies or regulations? What governing body? The AMA and CMS. Okay, and how often are they updated or changed? Yearly. Okay, and it's the so new it changes. New changes come out October first of every year. And for instance, commercial payers, they start, the changes go into effect like October 1st of this year for 2023. Medicare, it's calendar year. So it's January 1st. Keep in mind, split share is Medicare only rule. So that would only apply to payers that follow split share. Now, United Healthcare and Cigna, those are the two big uh, payers that follow Medicare. Okay, so a handful of insurers will do this outside of Medicare. So you wouldn't want to do this just on every patient or, or would you really have to pay attention to insurance status before you tried to do this? I recommend to make it easier for the providers consistency so document, if it's a shared visit, document it as a shared visit. So coders know the guidelines with the insurance, so they would automatically, so if they're not following split share, they would just take all of the documentation, combine it together, bill at the highest level under the MD. So it but might be. So that yeah, so that the you know the providers do not have to worry about insurance, just base it, just worry about, okay, this is a shared visit, so let's document it as a shared visit. So it's really about the workflow of the team. And then we rely heavily. Yes. Okay, okay. Because if you tried to remember all of the different guidelines for each uh, insurance, you wouldn't have time to focus on the patient because yeah. you'd have to have like a book, a folder with you to go through to see what you would need to say different for each insurance. That makes sense. And I know we're, we're talking about specifically split share with APP, but does this apply to residents as well? Or, or how would that, because it's a similar workflow a lot of times where the resident would see into the history and the physical and then they kind of collaborate on the medical decision making. But um, how does billing work in that regard? That's, that is different. And actually, um, I've had that question from some of our oncologists because the question was asked, you know, with a resident, 
you do not have to re-document what, what they do as far as medical decision-making or exam or history, but the guidelines for split share with the APPs, the rule is you do have to document the portion that you perform. And although I agree with the physicians, but CMS, I don't know why they made the rule different, but, but they did. With, with the residents, we have not had any change. You just have to put the resident attestation that you've seen, you know, that you've had face-to-face -face with the patient and you have reviewed and agree with the resident's documentation. Okay, so yeah, resident, you can just say agree with above and sign and you can bill 100% MD. With an APP, you would have to restate, not just agree with above, but agree with above, patient has a community acquired pneumonia starting on antibiotics, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. So are there other proposed changes that you see in coming from CMS for the physician fee schedule? There are. Um, some of them right now is they are hoping to postpone uh, because in 2023, split share was supposed to go 100% to time-based only, meaning whichever provider documented the most time is who the billing provider would have to be. The proposed rule now is they're going to postpone that for 2023. Now, that could change, but there are a lot of other changes, proposed changes coming for 2023 with all of the different areas, including hospital inpatient, observation, ED. So if all the changes go through in 2023, it should be an interesting year. Yes, we definitely want to have you on <laughs> probably multiple times to talk about some of these inpatient changes, uh, similar to how we did on the outpatient side. Um, it, I think we had you on three, at least three times to talk about <laughs> that and want to do the same on the inpatient. But let's talk specifically about the, the what was going to happen with the split share. I know you said it was delayed, um, but the proposal was that I guess if the APP saw or documented that they saw the patient for greater than 50% of the total service time, uh, combined service time between the APP and the MD, then you would have to have built billed under the APP. But if the, the physician documented that they spent over 50% of that service time with the patient compared to the APP, then you could bill under the MD or my that's correct, but they were wanting specific time, um, like you, so total time spent on, uh, total time spent at this visit was 60 minutes, then they were requiring you would have to put APP spent 40 minutes, MD spent 20 minutes, and then you would have to give a short summary of what that time was on because you couldn't overlap. So the wow. APP and the MD couldn't view the same things. So, so I hope they stick with per, um, postponing that because that would be a lot. Yeah, that sounds like it could get really messy. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Well, I definitely learned a lot from you today, Jeannie. Um, split share is a, a pretty new topic for me. Um, and you know, I know the inpatient and uh, emergency medicine changes that are coming in 2023 or something that's going to be top of mind for a lot of people. So we'll definitely want to have you back on in the near future to talk about some of those new changes. Um, but in the meantime, anything else you would like to say to the audience about split share? Um, no, um, we have made huge improvements with our documentation with split share. So I guess if we're going to think of a positive um, at the end of this with split share is hopefully everything in 2023 is staying the same as what we've learned this year. So there won't be new changes to learn for 2023 with split share because it was kind of a struggle this year. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Right Care Baptist. Remember, if you follow the link in the show notes, you can redeem this episode for CME credit.